coming up on Unsound Advice. Um, Okay, so you were at a crossroads when you first started your podcast, and I'm wondering if you have any advice for people who are changing careers or trying to chase a dream. At crossroads? At a crossroads. Any any, any advice for people at desperate crossroads? Do you have any advice for desperate people? Sure. Don't hurt yourselves. Twice in the last month, I had to come pick her up from a guy's house, drunk, at 4.30 in the morning. Do I just assume he's not interested anymore? So I'm in my second marriage. My first one ended because my wife cheated on me and my second wife is starting to act in a similar way. Hey, Laura. Hi, Laura. Hi. Hey there. Um, I know you're a 12-step program person, so I was just wondering, how do you break up with a hairstylist? A bunch of my coworkers are really bad at their jobs. And I wanted to try, you know, bringing her back into my life. I'm just wondering if you had any guidance for me. Give me a strategy here. Where do I start? How do I even begin? And how do I stop eating cookies? Because I love cookies so much. Thanks a lot, Laura. You're the best. Welcome to Unsound Advice. Thank you so much for joining us. This week, we talked to Mark Marin. I am so excited for you to hear this conversation. This was such a fun one. Oh, yeah. He really opened up on this one. <laughs> yeah, he crushed. I, a lot of laughter on this one. Um, I do a uh, little bit of a spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. He talks about uh, buying a pair of pants, an extremely expensive pair of pants while he was still high from his colonoscopy. <laughs> and I... I have seen him many times since we recorded this, and he is wearing the shit out of those pants, dude. He is, he's been wearing them almost every time I've seen him. And the first time he was like, What do you think of these pants? I mean, are these too much? Uh, and now he just, it, like, I think that they're his favorite pair of pants. Well, I'm glad because uh, I look back on his appearances on Conan in the 90s, and he was wearing black leather pants back then. <laughs> And I love that he's sort of coming back to that again and embracing these pants. Yeah, these velvet (laughs) pants. Yeah, they look great on him. I mean, I told him they're like really his color. He looks great in, um, you know, I personally, if I were to style him, I'd put him in a lot of browns and like olive greens. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I mean, they're working for him. Good. He has to wear them. A lot to kind of <laughs> make it make it worth the purchase. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he dropped a pretty penny. Um, yes, but we talked about other things. We talked to listeners. We gave tips on healthy eating when traveling. Um, we talked about how to handle friends with differing political views, and we answered the question: Should I kiss this girl? Question mark. Yeah, it was sort of a how do you see if the other person's into you sort of thing. Yeah, which is very tricky. Yeah. Uh, on many levels. Yeah, I liked this question. I feel like a lot of people would want the answer to this. Yeah, I feel like everyone's been there. Yeah. I, you know, I personally just receive at this point. <laughs> and it's nice. Gender stereotypes, I feel like, have really taken the pressure off of me in a lot of ways. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just not going to do anything. And that's normal, apparently. So, I don't know. Come and get it? I don't know. I don't know that I want to have said that, but I did. So here we are. I noticed that in my notes, uh, JP, you wrote, always turn off your cell phone when recording a podcast. That feels a little passive aggressive to me. My phone did ring. I don't want to spoil the surprise for anybody, but uh, we got a couple beepity beeps there. That's a mistake that hopefully I'll only make once in my life. I needed to know when Mark arrived at the studio. Your reasoning was sound, but I would say that, yes, it's just something to to note for the future. We'll do that (laughs) check. We're we're, we're just getting started with this podcast. So, you know, we'll, we'll do better in the future. Bumps in the road. Yeah. New episodes of Unsound Advice will be available every Tuesday morning at unsoundadvicepod.com and wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. We want you to be a part of the show. If you'd like some unsound advice, send an email or a voice memo to lara at unsoundadvicepod.com. And don't worry, we won't use your name unless you really want us to for some reason. Let's get into it. Hi. Hi. Welcome. (laughs) I was going to introduce you. You just jumped right in. No, go ahead. My guest this week is Mark Marin. Thank you so much for joining us, Mark. Of course. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. So you just shot a special. You got your podcast, WTF. Yeah. I shot a special a few weeks ago in New York. When this airs, it'd probably be three years ago I shot this special. (laughs) You're fine. (laughs) HBO, it's probably on max if everything worked out properly. Okay, great. If everything fell into place. People should know that we've spent probably at least 40 hours in a car together. Oh, yeah. Over time. Mark has brought me on the road. I've been opening for him. Yeah. 
uh, doing these shows. I can't believe I didn't say that. Man, I'm the worst at introducing people. Holy crap. There's your advice. It's so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Practice it in a mirror, Lara, for the no, love of God. No, I got to get a handle on this. It's just it unbelievable. Later. Worst part of the podcast every time. It's the first part. It yeah. sets the tone, and I haven't not messed one up. I haven't gotten a C on an introduction that I've done yet. Well, that's that's why I only do audio. You can really fix things with just audio. Yeah. You're kind of stuck with the cameras here. Yeah, we're going to have to shellac over a couple of these intros, that's for sure, and just show the guest <laughs> and then them. have my audio. Sure. So, yeah. where's wardrobe to take a picture of your outfit? Oh, we we don't have the budget for that quite yet. Well, I'm saying if you got to re reshoot, just remember... Check oh, the right. tape. Check the tape. No, we'll do it. We'll do it today. Oh. Um, but this was fine. I just, you know, left out right, an incredibly out critical piece of information. No, it's it, very it, relevant it, to our relationship. We I, have a rapport. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that, that could That's help That's how we got top. to know each other. Yeah. Is traveling across the entire country together. A lot. A lot of traveling. Yeah. This week's episode is brought to you by Physical Exercise. In general, generally, in, in just general, a, just, oh, it's not a brand. It's just general physical nope, exercise. The concept of physical exercise. It's good for you. Yeah. Uh, when Richard Simmons used to go to people's houses to help them, yeah. he would get them started just by having them clap their hands. Oh yeah. 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 So wherever you are in your personal fitness journey today, I'd invite you to move that bot. Okay. So you were at a crossroads when you first started your podcast. And I'm wondering if you have any advice for people who are changing careers or trying to chase a dream. At crossroads? At a any, crossroads. Any, any, any advice for people at desperate crossroads? Are you at, do you have any advice for desperate people? Sure. Don't hurt yourselves. Okay. And, uh, and also um, do the best you can and do what you can and don't, um, don't expect like, I, I think the thing that was really weird and just coincidental that happened at the beginning of that was that I had no expectations and I was in a very bad place. So just engaging with something and being into it was enough. Like I, I wasn't, we, there was no way to make money. There was no way, it was very difficult to get people to listen. Uh, I, I think some of that hasn't changed for a lot of people doing this and, and things in general, but Look, you, you know, you got to do the best you can and, and focus on what you want to do. And then if, uh, you know, if the cosmic timing is with you, then uh, great. So what I'm saying is a lot of it depends on luck, but don't let that be distracting <laughs> or, or, or deterrent. Be lucky. Yeah. Be lucky. That's all. Be incredibly talented and extremely lucky. Well, I think a better way to say that is be prepared when your luck changes. Be ready to do it. Yeah. Do You know, like... That's the the weirdest thing is like I had so many things, so many shots. I was on Conan a million times early on. I just say that because your producer used to work with Conan. And, uh, you know, no one came. They didn't yeah. care. I mean, I like doing Conan. But the, but the point is, is that when the podcast happened and when things happened because of it, I put the work in. So yeah. when I got opportunity, I could show up for them. Yeah, that's great advice. No one cared about me for a very long time. Uh, most people still don't. You have got to be f kidding me. I did it happens. That. That's part of the beauty of what we do. I did that so Rough that edges. I would get your text when you said that you were here. And oh. I did. But then I didn't turn this back off. I cannot believe I just did that. I'm bombing right now. Do you want some advice on, on how to turn your phone off before you do? No, I know how to do it. I oh. just didn't do it. Damn it, Mark. Well, you're one of those people that does the silent thing always. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I love not hearing my phone. Yeah. If there's one thing I love in this life, it's having my phone in the other room and just missing all my calls. Really? Yeah. Why? Because it's exciting when you get them all? No, I hate getting them. <laughs> Someone called me the other day. That was a daunting. Yeah. It's just got, like, came sickening. With, Is no it prep. No yeah. prep. No text. No Sick prep. Sick to my stomach every just time. Just a call. Yep. Like, hello? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> you answered by saying, I can't do this. Yeah. What are you... This is crazy. <laughs> Text first. I don't know if I want to talk to you. I leave my ringer on and then I leave my phone in my bedroom so that I'm not checking it for no reason. If it's an email, it can wait. If it's a text, it can wait. That's yeah, the I nature lose, of that. I lose a lot of emails. I, I don't pay attention to emails hardly at all. Yeah. And as then we're I, talking about yeah. this, I'm remembering an email that I really should have responded to a while ago. So maybe my system's not the best. You want to make note of it? You want to write it down? You no, want there to is producer? a note of it. The email itself is the note. I know, but it's still, you still could just let it sit there. Like this Remind, this memory you just had yeah. may not stick. It's not that important. They'll send another one. Okay. They'll follow up. Oh, uh, I'll get to it. 
No, it's not. It's <laughs> it's from my team. Oh, team. The they team. know where to find me. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. It's nice you have a team. Yeah, you have a team. I have a guy. You have a lady. I have a lady. Yeah. But that's not a team. Yeah, it is. A guy plus a lady plus you. That is a team. What do you mean? that The lady is, uh, you mean the woman I'm dating? No. Oh, you mean Becca? No. Oh, you mean Kelly? Yes. Oh. Okay, I guess I do have a <laughs> That's team. That's a team. Yeah, you just listed five people. <laughs> That's a basketball team. That's forget, a roster. I forget I have a team. I, I guess I don't look at them as a team. I don't look at myself as a team leader. Well, they don't forget about you. Yes, they don't. Well, they, well they sometimes get, they probably do. They get paid. But no, but Kelly, I, I, I'm very aware of. She's been sort of my manager for a long time. <laughs> Such a high compliment. Yeah. Kelly, I know, exists. <laughs> I know the management exists. I know Brent, Brendan, my producer, is the guy I, I'm most in touch with, really. But Kelly's definitely. Yeah, I thank my team right now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Team. As I dig a hole, <laughs> I'd like to thank my team uh, as I'm digging, digging out of this hole now. I'd love to thank your team for listening to this if they are. They'll listen. Some of them. That's maybe. great. Brendan will listen. Kelly I appreciate might. that. That's I tremendous. think Kelly likes you. I mean, it's going to be good. Okay, good. What else you got on, on tap? What else I got on my cards? I'm not um, rushing you. You do what you got to do. No, it's fine. You live with cats. You're a cat guy. I, I like to think of you as a cat guy first and a comedian second and a well, podcaster used, and an actor, but yeah, the cat guy is. I used to do a, a joke about that. I used to say, I'm, I'm not a cat guy. I'm a my cat guy. <laughs> I don't <laughs> no, care. No, you're such a cat guy. I don't you care love about a cat. your cats. Ah, but you do. You love my cats. Yes, I do. I you heard a lot about them. You the pictures you've seen yeah, and I've the seen videos them. I've forced on you. You have videos of them eating out of the machine. Yeah, and they uh, they clean each other. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any advice for non-cat people who are dating cat people? And they're not allergic? Presumably. Uh, presumably not allergic. Well, yeah, you're just going to have to change your position on them. Yeah. Uh, I I dated a woman who, actually, I don't think I dated her. There were, no, I don't. My ex-wife had a friend who just saw cats as like, like vermin, mm-hmm. like not unlike squirrels yeah. or rats. Yeah. They were just in the same spectrum. <laughs> It's weird. It was a whole point of view. Yeah. I knew a guy from Montana who who just thought cats were just these things you kept in the barn uh, to eat other animals that were pests. Yeah. Um, but it's a little daunting. Rat traps. Yeah. It's. I think it's daunting for people. Uh, but I don't really understand why, because cats are not that intrusive. No, they're so great. Depending on what kind of cat you are. It's like, suck it up. I mean, if it's just an opinion thing, then fine. If you're allergic or the cat's a pest and bothers you, if you don't like hair on your clothes, maybe you need to date someone else. Yeah. You know, unless there was like a serious trauma, I kind of don't understand. I mean, I I take a little bit of issue with people who don't like cats or dogs. I think they project on like, the cats. I don't feel like you've known enough of them because they're right. both great. Yeah, but dogs are like, you know, you know where you stand with dogs. Yeah. And I think cats are kind of a mystery to some people, especially when people don't like cats. They don't trust them. They assume they don't like them. They're affectionate. They're, they just take a minute. Sometimes. Some cats, they're not affectionate and they're just weirdos. Yeah. That's the worst thing about having cats. You don't know what you're going to get and you could have a weirdo for a long time. Yeah. Is that, just, that's how you feel about... Sammy. Yeah. I, I don't... <laughs> Like he was a great kitten, and now I just so fast. You knew exactly yeah, and I, the one. I don't know where I stand with the guy, and I know that like I'm in it for a long time. But uh, yeah, I would advise people to really decide how much they like the person they're with uh, to really start, you know, you know, passing judgment on their cats. Yeah, something to do with you. It's not the cat. Yeah, that's pretty good advice. That's pretty good advice. Yeah. Is there anything else that you feel like you give really great advice on? I don't know. You know, all I can do is speak from my own experience. I have record collecting advice. I have guitar playing advice. I have cooking advice. That's exciting. I have, um, yeah, I have podcasting advice. Um, uh, I'm smoking cigars again, which I'm not thrilled about because I'm an addict. Uh, So I have cigar advice. (laughs) My advice is don't do it because you want to look a certain way or hang out with certain people or because of what they represent. Do it because you're painfully addicted to nicotine. (laughs) That's great. Mm. I would love to hear some cooking advice. I'd also love to hear some podcasting advice. Record collection, record collecting, I have absolutely no interest in. Yeah. But if there's like one or two quick things you want to spit out there, I'm sure someone will listen. Yeah. Be careful with the record collection because you only have so much room in your house. 
There's a fine line between collecting and hoarding, is there not? I guess so. Uh, but they're so thin. But I, I always picture hoarding as being sort of a broader range of stuff. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, like, you know, if you're a hoarder, you know, it could be stuffed animals, could be cats, Ugh. could be, you know, pieces of paper you enjoy. I was reacting late to you saying stuffed animals. Yeah. But also cats. Sure. Uh, when I used to watch that those intervention shows with the hoarders, yeah. there was always like, oh, that's where that cat was when they found this calcified, mummified carcass Ugh. of a cat. Like, you know, one of the 30. Like, I was wondered what happened to that one. <laughs> Just some ob a woman with obesity saying that. A woman with obesity. I'm trying to be careful. Isn't that how you do it now? <laughs> I guess so. I've never Aff heard anybody say that. A woman affected that. by obesity. <laughs> I had to interview Brendan Fraser and I got a whole bullet points. Oh, you did? About how to uh, talk about you, it. I love that you say you had to interview him and not you got to interview oh, him. Oh, I got to interview him, yeah. <laughs> That's that was, really uh, that was uh, This is another thing I know. Like I, I do uh, active slurps. Just so the people with that horrible ailment, yeah, they just go crazy. That's so I want—I just me. lost you two listeners. Yeah, <laughs> I had one time. It almost sounds like the sound effect of a slurp. Yeah, almost. I, I once had Roseanne Barr on. She ate cantaloupe because she was starving. So I cut on her some, your podcast. So I cut her some cantaloupe, and people people went nuts. What's that called when you can't handle people chewing? I don't know what it's called, but I have it. You and, do? It's oh, a yeah. thing. I, yeah, I, can't, called, I have to a, put in earplugs. Yeah. Uh, what is I, I don't know what the name of it is. I can't remember either, but my Does, that's not the ASMR. Is it ASMR? Is that? No, no, that's the thing that people listen to when they like that stuff. So I was going to ask if JP chimes in as the guy in the, on the mic, the producer yeah, on the mic. It's great. Oh, oh, well then you should, you should find out what this is and, and do that thing a producer does just yes. in the middle of the next topic. <laughs> you, you say it and we're like, we're beyond that now. Uh, but thank you. There's your podcast advice. Do that thing there a producer you. does. <laughs> well, no, that's a specific type of chime in producer. Yeah. They're producers that are totally behind the scenes, but some guys take the chair and they pick their moments. And I, I don't think he's had one yet this show. I had. It's about uh, to happen though. I had a woman on a podcast I did once and she didn't take out her Invisalign and all I could hear the entire time was oh, the yeah. saliva that was stuck in her Invisalign. Oh, I'm like, take them out for an hour. Your stupid teeth aren't going to go back to their original position. And if they do, it'll still be worth it because all I can hear is your trapped saliva. Yeah, she ruined it for you. She did. It sounds like you have misophonia. That's it. There we are. Yeah, yes. that's what you're suffering from. Yeah, yeah that's my thing. Misophonia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and what's your cooking advice? I want to hear that. And what, well, what's, well, oh, cooking advice. I cook a lot. You know, but I, I, I don't like I, but I eat a certain way. Yeah. I think that the trick is as opposed to like, you know, make like fancy, like French food or whatever, fancy stuff. Yeah. You know, learn how to do basic stuff. And I think the key to cooking from recipes is being able to visualize how it comes together. Like, I think people screw up recipes and sometimes recipes are bad, but I think if you just go at it and just put the ingredient, you really have to sort of you know, visualize in your head how it all works before you do it. And I think that is, it helps a lot. Yeah, that's really good advice. Because I've definitely followed recipes before where I was like, what the hell am I even making right now? Yeah. Oh, this is the dressing that I just spent 30 minutes on. Right. Yeah. And you prepping is important. Mm -hmm. Like I, you know, I basically run a restaurant for myself in my kitchen. <laughs> but like, what did I cook recently? I, you know, and, and, and cook things that you like to eat. Like I won't even go out to eat anymore that much because if I can make it better. Yeah. The only reason people go to restaurants mostly is because they don't want to clean up. Yeah. Cooking's a pain in the ass. It's a mess. And if you eat fast, there are moments where you're like, was that even worth it? It's going to take me two days to clean my kitchen. And I just <laughs> ate that in 40 seconds. <laughs> That's great advice. Yeah. Um, I'm and full of great advice. What today. about your podcasting advice? I'd love to hear that. Well, it depends what you're doing, you know, for something like this. Yeah. For something like this. Just listen and stay in it. Yeah. Don't get lost in the notes or the questions or whatever. That's just for me. I mean, a lot of people do different types of podcasts. If, you know, if, a, if it's a high production thing where you've got sound effects and a crime, <laughs> that advice is not going to help you. Yeah. No, that's great advice. Yeah. And then um, going back to my notes here. Go ahead. Uh, is there anything oh, I lost you. See, that we just you'd can... like advice on from me? What's ailing you? What are you struggling with? What are you having a hard time with? It's not nothing. 
It's always food. It's always food. And well, you know where I stand that. on that. I know where you stand on food. I, you know, I, I saw you ate a hamburger that no one should eat ever. I saw that happen. Yeah, that was a bad night. <laughs> that was a bad time. But the food thing is always saying, like right now, like I just, I, uh, I went for my routine colonoscopy. That's a, that's some other advice. Can you describe that play by play? Well, fortunately, you know, you're, you're in a blackout. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds real nice. My, my uh, doctor's a little, uh, he's one of these comedian guys too. Though I had, this is my, I had one eight <laughs> Man, years do ago. I hate that. Oh, especially when you're about to get a colonoscopy <laughs> and he says, uh, so have you had a colonoscopy before? I said, no. He says, oh, you're a virgin. I'm like, okay. But that, how's that one? Okay, funny doctor. Your reaction is 100% of the laugh I'm giving this. I would not tolerate a doctor saying that to me. What do you say this I'd time? be like, you know what? I don't even have insurance for another doctor, but I'm going to pay out of pocket to not have a funny doctor. Today, this Yesterday or two days ago, he says, uh, well, here... Well, he asked me, like, I was talking to a friend of mine. I was getting the colonoscopy. My uh, his friend, my friend, James, he texts me, he says, are you getting the endoscopy too? And I'm like, no, what is that? Do I need that? He's like, yeah, just get the endoscopy. I'm like, what is it? And that's, you know, your esophagus. You get the rear endoscopy. Yeah, you get the twofer. You get the twofer, right. So I said to the guy, I said, can I, should I get an endoscopy? He says, we can, we can do both ends. You guys going like, to Chinese ends. finger trap me here? Yeah. Exactly. Well, they, I don't think they happen simultaneously. But again, I don't know. Why not? You're I don't out. know what went down when yeah. I was out or how many people were involved. That's <laughs> that, that's the other thing. It's like my doc, you know, he says, hey, uh, they, I meant to ask you, uh, this is, uh, I think her name was Becky, and she's just starting out with me. She's going to be working with me. Do you mind if she uh, hangs out in the room? I'm like, okay, I guess. Like, sure, let's have a party. You want to invite <laughs> anyone else in? Should I call my friends? <laughs> I said no I didn't know to we could have people before. Yeah, but like, I don't know. Like, like, no. Well, Mark, my last one, they had two medical students sit in on mine. Yeah. Was, was that a medical student or was that just a friend? No, I think it was somebody who he was giving a job to. She, he was training her. Okay. Yeah, as an assistant. Um, I don't want someone else learning on my butthole. Some, they got to learn somewhere. Yeah, but, uh, learn on someone else's, then come into the room. I don't know. I just try to help, you know, and yeah. my ass can be of help to anybody. It's <laughs> very generous of you. The last time that we did it at some other place, and I swear to God, like you do at these surgical centers. It's not a hospital. It's where they do these minor surgeries. Yeah. And usually there's several going on all at once. It's a big place. And the last time I, I really recall just being sort of stunned at how many people were around. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like yeah. it, there's, there's someone over there. There's another guy over here. I swear to God, the last place we were at, when they gave me the, the anesthesia, I was about to like pass out. And I swear some guy walked, a delivery guy walked in like <laughs> with someone's lunch. <laughs> I swear to God. Like, Who's John? <laughs> Whose salad is this? And I'm like, how many? <laughs> <laughs> can you see in that window? I'm crawling asleep. Yeah. And then I love it because they'll have like the modesty sheet up so that you don't see your own asshole, but there's 30 people yeah. in the room looking yeah. at it. Doing it. But this time, like I, he says, uh, we get into the, they roll me in after they, they have this language. <laughs> when I said, you know, I want the endoscopy. He says, well, I can't, you know, you, you probably need a referral, but you've got good insurance and, you know, it's not necessary, but it's not bad. It's preventative. There's nothing wrong with it. And we're in here, we're here. And I'm like, exactly. And then he literally goes, all right, we're changing this to a double. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is this how we talk about it? It's really just business. He says, when you right, wake we're gonna up. we're going to DP this guy. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He says, he says when, you wake, when you wake up, uh, you're going to have to pay 50 for the for more anesthetic. And I'm like, okay, man. Can't and I just give you the 50 now? Yeah, can I give it to you up front in cash? Give yeah. me my pants. Where are my pants? We're going to wake you up in the middle. You got a second copay, and then we'll put you back out <laughs> yeah. once that's been paid. But they didn't charge me for that one. I said, can, aren't I supposed to pay? And they're like, no. And I'm like being walked out. But uh, <laughs> my buddy Jerry picks me up. But, uh, but this time... This time, uh, when I'm, I'm in, the, they rolled me in to get the to do the procedure. You know, and they like roll, you know, say turn on your side, and there's like nine people in there, and, <laughs> and, they, and they're playing uh, the Eagles' uh, "Peaceful Easy Feeling," which is this is the show, this is the show, and my doc is like, "Are you ready for a peaceful easy feeling?" And I'm like, "Really? Is this the?" 
<laughs> and the anesthesiologist is like, I think he's ready for a peaceful, easy feeling. Oh, so my God. Is this, like, is this the show you do for everybody? <laughs> you just play this stuff? And uh, and then, like, I was, I, they hit me with it, and I'm turned over. And the doc's like, how you doing? I'm like, I'm all right. And then, like, I could feel it. I was like, oh, it's coming. I could feel it coming on. And then next thing I know, I, I, I hear the anesthesiologist going, Mark, wake up. And I'm like, I open my eyes. I'm like, oh, my God. Because it's like you don't dream or nothing. Mm. You're just gone. I feel like they could wake you up more gently, though. They don't, don't need no, to no. bang on a pot with a it wooden spoon. It kind of was that. Yeah. Mark, wake up. And I'm like, all right. And then my doctor, the comedian, says, hey, you did good. You took it like a man <laughs> or a woman. <laughs> like, all right. But, he, says, but he, he said, you're all good. Esophagus looks great. And he shows me a picture of my benign polyp. He says, that's gone. I'm like, great. <laughs> then do I need to yeah. be introduced to it? Sure. Sure. You should. You want to see Can't pics? You just, I gotta... Look, you gave yourself on purpose diarrhea for two days. <laughs> You'd like to see the pictures of how clean the thing is. A verbal description, I think, you would think be would... plenty. Can't you just tell me my polyp's gone? Yeah. And then I'm like loopy. And my friend Jerry picks me up and we go, I just wanted to eat because I hadn't eaten in a day and a half. And now, oh, that's what I was getting at because about the food. But, uh, but like we go to the farmer's daughter, which is a good place. But across the street is John Varvatos. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I spent $2,500 on clothes, <laughs> but I might've been in a blackout state. <laughs> but I, I think I did. I'm going to have to check my closet. because yeah, I Like I came out with knee high boots. Exactly. Close. <laughs> Velvet pants. <laughs> you didn't. I did. What know. color? They're kind of brown. <laughs> they right. looked cool. They That's said they reasonable. were on sale. And the guy's like, yeah, those are on sale. And I'm like, and I look at the receipts, like $340 <laughs> on sale at John Barbados for the velvet pants that I'm not going to wear. <laughs> they sound cool. I feel like you could wear those. No, I think I can. Yeah. They're kind of this color. They're a rustish color. That's but, great. But That's my advice is, see, we're, we're all laughing and having a good time because you should get your routine tests so you don't die of something that was detectable. That's great advice. My dad definitely died of something that was detectable. He hadn't been at the doctor in 10 to 15 years, had a heart attack because of course he did. And he died. He died of his first heart attack at 62 years old. And he could totally have, I assume, been put on some kind they're, of blood pressure medication, with, had some surgery, you know. They're real good with hearts these days. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I tried to bully my cardiologist into giving me an angiogram. Yeah. That's how crazy I am. But you got to show him your heart. You know, you can't just smoke cigarettes every day from the time you're 13 years old and no. expect everything to right. keep working for 100 years. Yeah. I don't even know why I'm so crazy about this stuff because I'm not sure I want to live that much longer. You want to live a little longer, though. Yeah, I know, but what's really going to happen? I don't know. Okay. Well, the special's going to come out. Oh, yeah, okay. I can hang in for a month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, of I course, I, I, I'd like to live longer. But that's my advice about routine tests. Oh, and about food. So, like, I've gotten a little panicky about, like, all this, this idea of, like, you know, that this, like, eating only meat stuff mm -hmm. or whatever those things are. Yeah. It's like... It's only good if you don't have heart disease. Yeah. Do you know how much uh, my weight changed when I went on that diet that my doctor suggested where I was eating only meat? I gained 11 pounds. <laughs> Happens every goddamn time. I go low carb. I go keto, gained 15. <laughs> went carnivore, gained 11. It's just not a good fit for my body. It's just not. I don't think it's good for you. I mean, no. like, I mean, it may be good for some people, but I have genetic high cholesterol. I have plaque. I already have heart disease and I'm like rationalizing. Yeah. I don't, I know it's not good for me. I, it, some people seem to lose a lot of weight and feel great when they do that stuff. But how many times do I need to try it before I'm going to learn? What are you my doing lesson? now? Um, I'm on a meal plan that was given to me by a dietitian. So I oh, that's eat. Nice. Two servings of grain each at lunch and dinner. I eat one and a half servings of grain at um, breakfast. You look good. You look like you took some weight off. Uh, I don't know that I did, but thank you. Mm. I feel great. I'm just doing three squares a day and eating my portions that were prescribed to me. I'm going to go veggie a little bit for a little while. That's great. Yeah. I've done it before, but I, you grow to be so afraid of carbs. My trainer, who's also a nutritionist, said that if you eat the right ones, they have fiber that'll counterbalance the inflammation element. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's just like, I just want to see if it changes my energy and my digestion and all that stuff if I just get off all the meat for a while. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. 
I don't know if that's advice. No, this was a section where you were supposed to ask me for advice. Um, and then you talked about your colonoscopy, but it's good. It's been a good conversation. Well, let me, I'll ask you this. I am a compulsive eater. And um, like when you get into that loop where you're just rationalizing and then all of a sudden you find that like, oh my God, I've eaten a pint of ice cream every day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was just going to have that scoop of it two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. How do you uh, reel that in? Yeah. I've definitely uh, gone through periods where I ate a pint of ice cream every single day. And I had to get to a point where I acquired obesity or whatever the <laughs> nomenclature you were affected is. by obesity. <laughs> yeah. I was affected by obesity. Um, and I got miserable enough where I asked people for help. And then I did what they said. And I still Wait, like recovery call people? every morning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Had a phone call today. I'm on my, you know, prescription meal plan. I call in and I say, I'm going to have, and I mean, I, I'm in like the most rigorous part where I, um, I call in and I say, I'm going to have 45 grams of this, four ounces of this, 11 grams of this. And for lunch, I'm going to have, you know, and so on and so forth. And someone goes, okay, thanks for checking in. That's right. We'll, we'll make note. Correct. Well, I didn't realize until I talked to Brendan Fraser about the whale and about obesity and about the effects that it has, and especially in, in terms of how people who are affected by obesity are treated culturally. Oh my God. Is that like I, my entire emotional disposition is directly affected to, obes to obesity because my mother was obese. Mm -hmm. And because of that, she became a lifelong anorexic, mm -hmm. anorectic person. And it was her reason to live was m managing food. And I used to do a joke years ago about how I, I think um, for the first nine years of my life, my mother just looked at me as her fat. Oh. <laughs> like, why can't I lose that? You know, oh. but, but her, her like focus on weight was all that I, I knew that like she wouldn't accept me if I didn't, if I was, you know, I was a chubby kid. Mm -hmm. So it completely defined me. And it's still the bane of my existence is food issues and body dysmorphia. Yeah. People and I'm, are, and I'm almost 60. Yeah. Yeah. People are treated so differently. I was treated so differently when I was heavier and it really pisses me off. Like it was very bittersweet to lose the weight because everyone treats you better. But on the other hand, everyone treats you better and you realize how shitty they were treating you before. And you realize that you were being ignored because of your weight, because that's the only thing that's changed. And I mean, people who have not had that experience will argue, well, yeah, but you're probably more confident and you're happier and you're taking better care of yourself. So you're projecting a different energy. All right, that's fine. But people who, who have been through it, no. Yeah, but also it's just you lost. I was weight. raised with a paralyzing fear of fat in others and in myself. Yeah. And now I can't see myself as any, like I've, I've gotten better in terms of my own relationship with food and, and body issues. Mm -hmm. And I've never been affected by obesity, but like I, like there is somebody who is profoundly affected by obesity that lives inside my brain. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. And people see it as a moral failing and it's not. Like all of our food is designed to be addictive. It's designed all to get us stuff. addicted yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah. The people in the 80s who were the heads of tobacco companies moved over to being the heads of like the big food companies. Right. And so people now feel bad about themselves because they can't stop eating, but the food is designed to make it so that you can't stop eating. And it just makes me so sad. It really bums me out. I don't even eat that kind of stuff. I know. But and like, you're also not obese. You, know, you're not afflicted with obesity. I know. I know. I'm just, I was just affected by it. And it you're broke, not a recipient of... It, it broke my brain. Yeah. And, but like, I'll look for any opportunity to bake a cake and just eat the shit out of it. Yeah. I hear you, man. Um, this actually leads in perfectly to a call that I'd like for us to take. Are you available for the experience of that? Is it a live call or a recorded? It's, uh, well, I mean, for crying out loud. It's, it's a recorded call. Okay. I guess that doesn't ruin any I just illusions. would hate that somebody was... Just sitting there for the hour. Yeah, Dale like, has been oh waiting on the line for about 45 minutes now. <laughs> All the lines are lit up. Hi, Laura. I have a really hard time um, eating healthy when I'm traveling a lot and wondering how you manage to do it. 
Thanks. We can both speak to this because we, we travel can. together. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. Whole Foods, baby. Yep. Go someplace where you can have control over what you eat. That's right. Um, my thing that I've been doing is I prepare my food. So I recently did a weekend. I found out ahead of time what was going to be available to me. And it was a mini fridge and a microwave. I prepared 10 meals. I invested in some solid leak proof collapsible containers. I brought two little uh, soft sided coolers and I just shoved my 10 meals into the, I froze them ahead of time so that they especially wouldn't leak and so that they would stay cold. And um, I just put them in the mini fridge and I had all my food ready to go for my five days that I was there. It was great. Worked out. Um, yeah. Coming up, I'm doing a weekend where I'm going to be in a comedy condo. So I'm going to have access to a full kitchen. Yeah. So I already have my prepped meals for my travel day in um, the freezer right now, ready to go. And I'm going to eat my lunch and dinner and then uh, go to the grocery store the next day. I have my breakfast for the next day. And after breakfast, I'm going to go to the grocery store and buy groceries. Yeah, I think breakfast is the easiest one, even if you go out to eat okay. Because yeah. usually any place can just make you a plain egg and some fruit salad or It's also so easy to eat no bad, though, because you're uh, like, oh, what are hash browns? You and know, also whatever. you're on the road. Right. And, you, and sometimes you really can't find... Food that you can manage on the road. We've had that experience several times. Yeah. And, but we have found, and I have found that if you go to a Whole Foods salad bar and even the Whole Foods, and every place has a Whole Foods now, prepared food, you've got a better shot at eating clean and eating the way you want. Yeah, I agree. I will say um, weighing and measuring has been a very helpful tool oh, yeah. for me. I bring my food scale with me everywhere I go. Oh yeah. Um, I have, I think six scales at this point. I have a three little travel ones and then actually I have two other ones. And I find that when I would go to the whole food salad bar and load up without a scale, yeah. I would eyeball my portions. I would be like, that looks like about a cup of brown rice. That yeah. looks like about four ounces sure. of chicken. And then I, the, I would lift the container. It was 50 pounds. Yeah, 50 pounds cost me rice. $35. Yeah. Well, it cost you $35. Thanks again. Yeah, sure. No problem. Um, but we enjoyed it. So. But yeah, that's tough. Well, it's like uh, I, I was trained on Weight Watchers, the old Weight Watchers, straight up points. Yeah. You kind of do the finger thing with proteins, you know, like four fingers or like whatever. That like, doesn't but, work. That's insane. Because what about the thickness? Yeah, it's, well, you got to work it out. I mean, I used to love the points. It was like math. And I like weighing food. But, you know, it's like I went to Weight Watchers, you know, as a just to become emaciated. And I did feel some resentment from the people there. At the meetings. I resented the people there because I gained weight when I was on Weight Watchers. I, um, yeah, I managed to do that because when I did it, it was uh, fruits and vegetables were zero points. You were supposed to eat them to satisfaction. That yeah. doesn't exist when you're eating emotionally and you're addicted to food. So I remember standing at my kitchen counter and I ate nine bananas followed by a full bag of Bananas were never zero. Yes, sir, they were. Really? Oh, yeah. In 2015, you bet your ass they were. Huh. Ruined my life. Yeah. You can't do that with bananas. No, I know that now. Mm. But that was when I entered my 12-step program for the first time. You never did the grayscale stuff? No. Mm. The grayscale, the gray sheet is crazy. I looked it up and yeah. I'm like, that's like 900 calories a day. <sighs> we eat like you're an so, ounce of fish or something. I mean, all, I And don't, you're probably so loopy. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. It's just way too small I an like, amount of food. I like being starvy loopy. Ugh, I don't. No. But yeah, so you to answer her question, measuring is good. Mm -hmm. Finding a place where you can have control of your food is good. Not eating bad foods that you know are bad just because you're on the road. But I like even asking that question because I think a lot of people when they go on the road are like, I'm on the road. It's a free for all. I mean, yeah, a bunch totally. of crap and they eat in a way that they would never eat if I they weren't that. traveling. Yeah. And if you travel as much as we do, okay. the way that you eat on the road is the way that you eat. I mean, I'm doing a weekend this weekend. I'm going to yeah. be gone for five days. If you're eating a certain way, five days of the week, that Ugh. is your diet. So at some point you do have to find a way to <sighs> rein it yeah. in or you will be um, affected by obesity. <laughs> you will have the experience of, of, obesity of obesity affecting you. You will receive obesity. You will receive it. <laughs> obesity will fall upon yeah. you. 
Well, one thing that they say in program is like, I've been relieved of 60 pounds. I have had <laughs> 125 pounds removed from me. Oh, you know, it's nice. I like that language. Yeah, I, like it I think too. it's fun. Yeah. Should we do another question? Sure. I know I'm not the only one with this question, but I've got friends from high school I try to keep in touch with. Um, but they're, they have the other extreme political views, some of which like directly insult me and they can't seem to understand that. And I try to keep peace with them, but how can I make them understand? You don't need to talk to them. That's how I feel, man. <laughs> Cut them. It's trim, like they're from, trim the fat They're from high school. Life. There's no going back. No. Yeah. No, you don't need to talk to people from high school anymore. That's exactly how I feel. Uh, I will say this. I do have some people in my life where we don't perfectly align politically. Yeah. Um, and we keep conversations more superficial and we just don't really go we just there. don't talk about that. You can be, you know, it doesn't even have to be superficial. You just don't talk about politics the way yeah. it used to be. Right. You, nobody, you didn't used to know everyone's position on things. and But now they're just, you know, there's this pride and shamelessness yeah. to ignorance and anger. And it's just like, why is it coming up? Yeah. There's not other things to talk about. What about kids, uh, likes and dislikes, music, uh, hobby, sport, it is a million things. Yeah. That, but this just gives people license to be dicks. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and if that's who they are, your friends in high school, were they dicks in high school? Yeah. Maybe you ought to ask yourself that. Yeah, I I mean, I have friends like that, but they're just not the people who are closest to me. My nucleus of people in my life share my same values. Yeah, how do we know anyone from high school? I can't think of, I mean, I have some people from high school who came out of the woodwork when I started doing stuff and were yeah. like, oh, I think it's so cool. I'm watching what you're doing and yeah. have come to shows and I appreciate them. Sure. But we haven't been friends that whole time. Yeah, I, was I haven't been talking to them since I was 16. Who the hell even knows why you're friends with someone in high school? Because they're there. Well, yeah. And, and, and they're also, nice to you. Yeah. And you're all weird and freaked out and, you know, your personality's not formed correctly. And <laughs> you need a lot of attention. Yeah. Is this too specific? They're around. And you're they sad, live close. Feel awkward in your body. And they like smoke you don't pot. Fit you in. smoke pot. Yeah. All good reasons, but not, you know, not a, not a lifelong commitment. Yeah. I, I, I say, like, if you can't get back to the politics you had in high school, then don't talk to them. That's right. I like that. Let's bang out another. What do you say? All right. There's this girl that I like, and I decided about a month ago, we hung out on Christmas Day of all days, but we hung out. I decided I would tell her that I liked her. Now, I really had no expectation. I really didn't because I, you know, I get the impression that she's not, you know, primarily heterosexual, but... You know, I still was unsure, but I was like, all right, I really like her, but I also want to be your friend. I feel like I'm being dishonest. So I told her and her response was, okay, thank you for telling me. Now, she gave me a long hug after and we still continued to talk here and there, but I still don't know, like, I, I get the impression that either A, she's not into me or B, just doesn't want to go there, which totally understandable. I've kind of, I still like her, but I'm not like freaking out like I was and like, Oh my God, she has to like me too. So, you know, we're still talking as friends and I guess like, Oh, she's also 10 years younger than me. And there's that too, but we're talking as friends and do I bring it up at some point or do I just keep talking cool as a cucumber like I never opened my mouth. So that is a question I have. See, I think you just have to try to kiss her. I, I don't think that <laughs> there's any other way to do this. <laughs> That's really fun. Are you being serious? Not really, because you don't want to set up a situation where, you know, somebody feels, you know, um, uh, like a victim of some kind, but, but I mean, I, I think you have to make it clear. Like she seems to be a little confused about, you know, her feelings in terms of are they sexual or are they not? So someone's got to clear that up and it'd be good if it was clear for both people. 
So like, but like, if you're just sort of like, I think I like her in that way, but I'm not even sure if she is that way. And, you know, you're kind of living in this weird kind of longing hell that you might like, I don't know, but I, I'm, and also I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm a hetero cis guy. So I don't know the, the struggle of that other than with, you know, my experience with having crushes on people, but it would seem to me that that extra layer of whether or not she's into that it should be, you know, discussed just if you want relief or if you just want to be, if you want to long for somebody and live in that weird kind of, um, pain. Sometimes people don't know that that's kind of their thing, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, what comes up for me as I listen to this is a piece of advice that I received that was helpful to me. And that was the person reminded me that as we're getting to know someone, we're not just trying to make them like us. We're also deciding if we want to date them, if we really like them. And we're in the information gathering stage. And something I look for in a partner is good communication skills. And I'm not hearing that. I also want someone who shows interest in me and shows affection in me. And I'm not hearing that. We can't read this person's mind, but I mean. But there's this whole other area with this stuff where it's like, is she, uh, has she ever, you know, uh, is she interested? Could I be the one that, you know. If she is interested, she knows where to find this person. Well, this person's got to be like, do you want to f me or what? I mean, it sounds like that was said. It sounds like that conversation has been had. She no. said, I'm interested in this person. She said, said, I like you. Thank you for letting me know. Oh, so you think that was enough? I think that it's in the other person's I think court. the ball is in this person's uh, court. Okay. I don't think that the next move is, I mean, trying to kiss the person's interesting. I'm not against it. It's uh, just so not the worst when, when they turn their head, they're like, Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. It wasn't my first thought. And maybe this person's not ready to come out. Maybe this person's right. not ready to acknowledge that part of right. themselves. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying you try to kiss people just out of nowhere. It should feel like it's the moment. Try to kiss her out of somewhere. Right. Yeah. But I also ask myself, like, is this the way I want to be dated? And that's not the way I want to be dated. You know, well, so I don't want to be in a longing hell, but there was a time in my life where I did want to be in a longing hell. And I didn't realize that until I went to a 12-step program mm. for relationships and looked at it and discovered that I was emotionally available, emotionally unavailable. And that was manifesting in me being attracted to partners who were unavailable to yeah, me. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that's, I want to look at that and So too. it's like, yeah, do you want to be in a longing yeah. hell, yeah. as you put it? Are mm. you attracted to this person because it feels safe? Because huh. they're not showing interest? Right. I don't know what they feel in their heart, but they're not showing interest. Yeah. It, well, it just sounds like based on what I'm being told, you know, based on this voice just not, memo, I'm not hearing. They're not being specific. You, you know, it does. It, they may be fine, but not interested in the way that this person is interested. Which brings me back to like good communication skills, um, which take out the guesswork. If I tell someone I'm interested in them. If someone tells me that they're interested in me, I respond by either saying, I'm interested in you too. That's how I would respond if I was interested. And if I weren't interested, I would say, I don't really feel that way. I'm not interested. It's so weird. Like I find historically that if someone is interested in me, I think it's my responsibility to let them do whatever they want. Huh. <laughs> I'm just so thrilled to be interested in. That's interesting. Is it? It's very interesting. It comes from profound insecurity. With as many people as you have who are interested in you, who are psychotically emailing you, I'm surprised that you feel any... Well, no, I've had to build boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. I've had to, you know, make boundaries. But like, it feel to me, being wanted, feel, you know, some being wanted is like, wow. Because I don't feel, I think, I don't think I grew up feeling that at all, you know? Yeah. And so when it happens, I'm like, really? Well, I don't want to, I don't want to disappoint you. Yeah. So sure. Uh, let's, uh, let's get married. <laughs> yeah. I definitely would become 
the girlfriend of any guy who showed interest in me (laughs) back in the day. That's no longer the case, thankfully. Yeah, me neither. Thank God. Yeah. But I relate to that. Yeah. Well, what do you think, Mark? I think we did a good job. I think we did a good job, too. I feel better. Okay. I feel better, too. You do? Yeah. What do I got to do now? Um, I don't know. Do you want to wrap it up or do you want to do another question? What do you think, JP? I think we got a pretty full show. I think you helped a lot of people. I think we helped a lot of people. A lot of people know about your butt. A lot of people know about your teeth. (laughs) But they know about my butt in context. They're like, maybe I should get my butt looked at by several people. And a delivery guy. (laughs) And a delivery guy. That killed me. You have (laughs) to put that on stage. I think I might have at some point. That's so funny. Um, (laughs) What do you want to plug? Uh, my HBO special is most likely up on Max. It's called From Bleak to Dark. <laughs> it's very uplifting. That's the perfect title. And I've had the pleasure of watching you craft that set. And oh, I can't you. wait to see the special. Thank you. And you know, my podcast, WTF, is always available. Before we go, I want to mention another podcast that I've been listening to that I think that you'll enjoy if you enjoy Unsound Advice, and that is Ron Funches' podcast, Getting Better with Ron Funches. It's available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify, and it's about staying motivated, reaching your goals, and working towards the things that you love. Every episode, he shares affirmations for the week, discussing something that inspired or upset him that week. And then he interviews one of his favorite people about their goals and what getting better means to them. Go to ronfunches.com. One more thing I'd like to recommend is going out and seeing live comedy. It's good for you. It's fun. Mm -hmm. Get out of the house, have some laughs, do something different. Um, And I recommend seeing Pete Holmes. He's on his Where Were We tour right now. He's on the road through July. For cities and dates, go to peteholmes.com. And if you'd like some unsound advice, send an email or a voice memo to Lara at unsoundadvicepod.com. We might feature you in an upcoming episode. Um, thank you so much for joining us, Mark Marin. Thank you for having me. And have a nice life, everybody. And to say the thing. Uh, cut that line. Have a nice life, everybody, is not well, say what the I, thing. Uh, thanks for listening to our advice. Take what you like and leave the rest. Good.